Welcome to My Shitty Podcast, So Shitty It Only Has One T. I'm your host, Adam Copeland. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for telling a friend. Um, That's how this podcast grows. So thank you guys so much. If somebody asks you what podcast you're listening to, you mention this one. That goes a long ways. Um, I do appreciate that. I uh, also want to thank my guest, Matthew, for coming on and telling us what it's like uh, to do his job um, and the ins and outs of his day. So uh, thank you for that. And um, yeah, I hope uh, this gives you guys some insight um, what that's like. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I don't have any shows coming up. So um, as far as like live performances. So um, I'll just keep you tuned keep you tuned in on that (laughs) i'm the worst at these intro outros all right guys uh without further ado let's let the cat out of the bag you there which is great um does that feel okay yeah okay cool excellent um we can get started if you're ready i think i'm ready (laughs) okay i have my coffee (laughs) (laughs) um why don't we start with uh you introducing yourself and telling us um, who you are, what you do. Hey, hotties, it's a Matthew Aldini. And I can tell you, but I really don't expect you to understand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What I do is performance art. Um, I dance. I dance how I feel. I don't dance like how everybody else does and what everybody else likes to imitate all the dancing. I, I do my own thing. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you get into it? Or wh- Why don't we start with um, explaining what that title consists of? Do you, is it fully nude? Um, is it, is there a pole involved? Well, I'm going to back up to my roots when I was just a little boy. Um, My family owned a music and dance institute for over 50 years in Queens, New York, um, called the Queensboro Institute of Music and Dance. It's where the New York City Rockettes came from. Uh, New York City Ballet would perform and get ready for their performances at our institute. Um, I started when I was three years old in a ballet class. Really? Uh, Yeah. That's awesome. I was the only boy in class. It did not make me feel good. I was corrected on my posture, told how I needed to dance and what I needed to do. Um, Just put down constantly. Yeah, that's um, awful. Looking at everybody next to me doing better. Um, So I come from a formal background of dance, and I don't like to be told how to dance. Um, I've steered very clear from the formal style and background of any type of dance and um, any dancer, I feel like they don't really get it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't really feel accepted in my community, but it's where most formal dancers or famous artists, uh, actresses have come from that are famous today is from my family uh, in New York. Um, so right now I am an instructor at Brass Ovaries, nice. which is the first pole dancing studio in Texas. It's owned by uh, an amazing, queer, powerful person. And that's why I have that opportunity. Um, Of course, it's a woman. Any opportunity that I've ever had is by a woman. Um, I don't really get many opportunities. I feel like life is pretty rough as a feminine male. 
Um, and that's my frustration every day. Uh, so I feel very lucky to support uh, the first pole dancing studio in Texas that is owned by a queer individual like yeah. myself. Yeah, that's awesome. I could see how, yeah. how that would, I don't know, pump you up. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate to hear you say that um, the only opportunities that you get are from uh, female uh, encouragement. There's rare, it's a rare occasion when like a male um, gives you an opportunity or do you feel? Um, I just don't really, um, I'm not trying to bash you. No, that's fine. Because you're a male. I don't really <laughs> like men. Um, they don't really support me. Um, I believe masculinity is put on a pedestal mm -hmm. in our society. So that I portray a, a feminine quality, a feminine essence as a male. Um, I think that I might as well be black um, is how I feel. Sure. Um, I'm a minority that isn't really recognized. I'm not a drag queen. I don't try to uh, impersonate as a female. I don't really uh, try to shave my head or bleach my eyebrows to stand out. I yeah. stand out. I could just be completely naked, not even talking. I stand out. I don't need to do anything to stand out as a queer person. And it sucks. It sucks yeah. to be... Um, visually queer because people treat me a certain way and especially men or other minorities like gay guys or uh, black men. Mm -hmm. um, they don't accept me. Um, so I just kind of feel alone, um, even in my minority, unfortunately. Um, and again, it kind of stems back to not being like anything formal as an artist, not really dancing any way specific. I'm not trying to do modern dance. I'm not trying to vogue. Yeah. I'm not trying to do uh, any choreography or I'm just doing my own thing. And that is just kind of what I do. And it's really hard for people to wrap their minds around that. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. Like to color outside of the lines a little bit. Uh, you know, it's, it's also great that you had, um, some formal like structure starting out and now you can kind of use that to your advantage and, you know, do, do your own thing with that. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Do you have like a stage name or an alter ego? Um, so that's another thing. Um, no, I've been, I've tried to think of a name for my whole life, like other than <laughs> Matthew. And it's gotten me in trouble in the strip club when I was trying to pay for college. I went by Matthew and yeah, it got me into big trouble giving my real name. Um, how's that? What happened? Um, I worked for forever 21 for over seven years. Um, they kind of put me on the back burner a lot, a lot of, um, the managers in Texas just weren't in support of, um, just like me. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I finally worked my way up to management, um, I was dancing for the Velocity Dance Company under a crazy Russian ballerina named Gypsy <laughs> at the Fort Worth campus at Tarrant County College, uh, with all the hood kids. Yes. Um, a couple famous people today that are my age I inspired in that company. Um, but other than that, um, so I was dancing at Velocity Dance Company formally during the day and at night to pay for college because my parents are broke ass bitches. <laughs> I would dance in Uptown Dallas and in Fort Worth on the pole. Really? I would just kind of imitate all the like uh, masculine men that were on steroids, just like flipping up in the air, doing crazy stuff. Yeah. I just kind of like observe what they were doing and just like pick it up and do my own thing. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. That's awesome. Um, but I feel like you asked me a question. I kind of oh, got off. did it ever get you in trouble? Like oh, to, okay. to go by Matthew as opposed to like. Uh, so I yeah, I got in trouble because one of the daddies found me on Facebook <laughs> with my name, and he came up to my work 
when I wasn't there and everybody found out that I was a stripper oh. and it kind of ruined my whole career. People just are very disrespectful when they hear that you dance, that you're a stripper. It's automatically like you're a slut, you're a prostitute. You're not a good person. Um, the person who hired me at Forever 21 was this beautiful, foxy, black woman mm -hmm. with layers. She wasn't ghetto. She did her own thing. Yeah. All the ghetto bitches hated on her. Everybody hated on her because she uh, was a stripper. So I knew that because everybody talked shit about her that, like, it was done for me. So. Oh, no. Yeah. So because I didn't use a stripper name at the club, it kind of messed things up for me. And the, the manager was a stripper, too? Um, my manager that hired me was a stripper, uh -huh. but, um, she was not a manager at that point. Cause everybody found out that she was a stripper Damn. it just kind of ruined it for her. Too. She didn't back you up at all? Uh, no. Um, <sighs> I mean, she was at a different, uh, store by that point. Oh, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Just like back years ago, she was the one who hired me. And yeah. I remember when everybody found out her business and so it's kind of the same for me. I was just like, all right, I'm kind of screwed. Um, but yeah. Uh, I don't take anything back. No regrets for working as a, a dancer in the dark world. Uh, yeah. I had fun driving around in Ferraris with my crazy daddies. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> the Dallas daddies. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, um, you said, like, whenever you first started out, uh, you sort of observed, like, the... Um, the, like the macho persona and then made it your own style. What inspires you now? Um, what inspires me now is... Or is there any like particular like one person like, oh, I look at this person and I get inspiration for them or, uh, you know, whenever I hear a new album by so-and-so, I get inspiration by... Honestly, what inspires me is when people see me and what I do and they remember me and they, they're just their reaction, like, you're that guy. Um, yeah. Uh, the positivity and just, like, the messages that I get from people, uh, the comments that I get, like, when people are giving me critique face-to-face, -face, um, just that positivity and people telling me that they love me and what I do and that they've never seen it before. That's what motivates and inspires me. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So just, like, people's positivity really keeps me going because I don't know what I look like on stage. I... I want to believe in myself, but it's really hard to believe in myself. So when other people believe in me, that keeps me going. I inspires me. Yeah. But I, honestly, people on TV, they don't really inspire me. The people <laughs> yeah. on the radio, all the artists that are highlighted, they don't. No, I don't really pay attention to what's going on in the media or on Instagram. People are very good at talking the talk, mm -hmm. and they do not walk the walk. That's yeah. true. And I'm not really much of a talker. I will move with my body gestures and I will set the tone without opening my mouth. Yeah. And I will rather do than say. And unfortunately, the world is corrupt and it's run by money. And I mean, that's the artistry of it. Like, it's all about marketing yourself and I, people just that are out there that are famous. Yeah. Mostly are phony. For sure. Yeah. I, I totally side with you on that. Um, and it also like I get I think the most encouragement when someone says like, hey, I noticed you doing this thing and I liked it or like you should do this or has like a like a genuine critique for me. Um, that also, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I side with you there as well. That's nice. Thank you. Um, 
and also it pumps me up that you're like, I don't care. I don't like getting money on TV for inspiration <laughs> or any I, albums. Um, I you- mean, I mean, it's because where I come from, like Nicki Minaj was in my dance, my my aunt's dance classroom, Khalees, like really? Madonna's daughter. My aunt was the dance director for LaGuardia for over 30 years. So growing up, I would make sure to come to her dance class at LaGuardia High School yeah. and make sure to share that classroom with all of the artists who are famous today. And if she had nothing good to say about them, she would not accept any interviews by people who would want to interview the teacher of these artists. And I, I just know, I like, I know the roots and I know it's all bullshit. And yeah. <laughs> like, look at me, like, I just feel like there's support in the people who fit the frame, fit the mold. Yeah. And that's about it. That sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite thing to wear on stage or do you have like a, a go-to? Um, so I'm all about in the moment, how I feel. Sometimes I don't know what I'm going to do until right before on stage. I really like to dress myself in the moment based on how I feel. But the past year and a half, I've been like manically making my own clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked in fashion for Nordstrom and Forever 21, um, throughout high school and college, and I don't support anything new. I try not to support any designers who are uh, sourcing anything new, making new fabrics or patterns. It's very important to just source used. I love to go to thrift stores and then recreate and reconstruct from that. Um, so with that said, I really love to just wear the stuff that I make. Yeah. Why is that important to you that um, you don't uh, source anything new? Um, just because I like to protect the world that we live in. Um, yeah. Fashion is one of the reasons why uh, the environment is, uh, we're just harming the environment because of textiles and clothing and fashion is just harming the beautiful earth that we live on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want to do that. I don't want to support any of that. I don't care if it's a designer brand. I don't care. Um, I think it's very important. We have enough stuff that is made and uh, there's no reason to make anything new is how I feel. It's 2018. Like, let's get with it. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I think it's cool that you make your own clothes too. Like you Thank do. You. <laughs> Can you sew? Yeah. I taught myself, uh, my mom's a seamstress and I made her teach me the basics. Um, last year during like the holidays, I was super depressed mm-hmm. and I just felt like I needed a new creative outlet. Um, yeah. So, um, I got a really crappy sewing machine and <laughs> after my mom taught me the basics. I just kind of, I've been doing my own thing since then. And it's a crappy sewing yeah. machine. Uh, yeah, I got a really crappy one and I tried to sew like mesh and leather and then it broke like right away. <laughs> and now I, uh, there's like a sewing machine stored in the corner of my living room over there where you're sitting. Yeah. I see a little bit of the, yeah. uh, I see the handle over there. <laughs> so my housemate Ruth, uh, it's her vintage sewing machine and she lets me use it. Cool, man. That's yeah. awesome. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to come in handy too. Whenever you're out like, uh, yeah. Looking through clothes, you're like, ah, oh, this doesn't fit me, but I'll make it fit me. Like I'll. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love going to the like plus size sections and like, just like finding something huge and like using all of that fabric to like make something of my own. Yeah. Yeah. I recently, um, well actually I did. My girlfriend, uh, took a, a, a sleeve of, uh, like a, a plus size, I guess, sweater and made a little tiny sweater for my dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty That's good. A good yeah. <laughs> um, worked out perfectly. It's yeah. Just like two, three extra holes. Uh, yeah. Not too bad. 
Um, anyways, <laughs> um, has, uh, has work ever, you talked about this earlier, um, how, I don't know, the cat got out of the bag and, um, uh, work interfered with like your personal relationships with your side job. Um, does work ever interfere with like, I don't know, like any personal relationships as opposed to like professional relationships? Um, I think the way that I present myself as a performer, um, kind of are, I think people get a preconceived notion of who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, like work doesn't get in the way. I think that, the way that I portray myself, I'm very sexy and seductive and sensual. I think a lot of people think that I'm very sexually active, especially that I'm um, queer. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that, like, I'm not sexually active. So <laughs> it's very interesting. Like, I do pole dance and I love to do erotic dance. Um, but I don't like to open myself up to just, like, random people um, I think sex is something very sacred to me. I think rather than STDs, um, paying attention to that physical stuff, there's a lot of energy involved. I'm a very spiritual person. And I think that that's something that I want to preach is being healthy. Yeah. But also like, yeah, I love the nightlife. I love getting crazy. I love dancing and being sexy and feeling good. Mm -hmm. But also I like to protect myself and uh, just preach to protect yourself and be healthy. And I know you can protect yourself and be sexually active, but I think people have taken it to a whole nother level with our society today. Yeah. You're, you're more cautious about like protecting your heart. You don't want to give yeah. too much of it to the, to the wrong person totally. and end up getting hurt, uh, as a result. I get uh, that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't mean to put words in your mouth. I was just trying to get a clear understanding. Uh, yeah. Is that kind of where you're going with, uh, with that? Um, yeah, totally. I think that um, just people are, everybody's saying to be sex positive and mm -hmm. not to bash. Well, being sex positive doesn't necessarily mean to go off and just whore yourself around and just yeah to practice having sex and being a slut. Like, I'm not whore bashing, but also like, I think that we all need to kind of protect each other and yeah. realize taking a step back that it can be something sacred too, rather than just something fun that feels good. For so, sure. Um, I do pole dance and I do give off a very erotic essence, but uh, I think people kind of confuse that. Yeah, I'll side with you on that. I had the pleasure of uh, being able to watch a couple of your videos, uh, and you're amazing. Yeah, you, you give a, a big um, seductive presence there on stage, uh, and that takes a lot. Like That takes a lot to get up there and perform um, and entertain a large group of people. So I understand when you say, like, I'm kind of giving myself, you know, to you as an audience, uh, so I don't have a whole lot to spare to give to, to someone on a personal level. So I, I feel you there. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Very cool. Very cool. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Um, did you have a strict or like religious uh, background growing up? Uh, yeah. So um, my oh. grandpa, he came from Sicily, um, over Ellis Island. Um, and he was always Catholic. Um, mm -hmm. So um, my dad was very Catholic. Um, and I went to a Catholic school with my siblings, uh, Trinity Catholic School in Port Jervis, New York. Um, it's like 90 miles north of New York City in the tri-state area. Um, 
I came from one street and it was um, up in the mountains, uh, like outside of the city. And there are just like really not many kids on our street, but we were like one of the only kids to be going to the Catholic school. So really? we were like the goody two shoe kids <laughs> and all the public school kids hated us and Why? bullied us because we were like the sheltered, like religious kids and <laughs> so we would beg my parents every year like take us to public school and yeah all the public school kids on the street would like teach us bad words and like throw tomatoes at us when we get off the bus no. and try to like mess up our uniforms um but we finally went to public school thank god but also yeah i was like an altar boy um at the church that was connected to our school at saint mary's mm-hmm. catholic church beautiful church and um father murray was the best priest ever he's so sweet i've never met a father like him ever before he died and it was replaced by some other priest and he was a weirdo and that's when i was like i'm not doing this altar boy stuff ever again <laughs> my altar boy uh <laughs> shift has ended right yeah. now <laughs> so i feel father murray still in my heart and i know he protects me every day um I'm not necessarily Catholic, but sure. I have a very strong tie to that Catholic church. And I don't go to church on a regular basis, but when I do go back home, I definitely go to that church because my energy is balled up there with Father Mary and yeah, all the other people who know me there from the past. Um, so I'm not very religious, but I'm very spiritual and um, I definitely believe in having good intentions. Excellent. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. I, uh, I do the same thing. Like I, I don't take biblical words very literally. Um, but I do feel like a little bit of like a spiritual presence, uh, and kind of roll with that. Um, yeah, I think religion is kind of what, what you can make from it or what you get from a certain like structure and then do whatever you want with it from there. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I like that. I like that you still go back and like, I feel connected. Like this is, these are my roots, but like you don't feel the need to have to go to, I don't know, church every Sunday or whatever, or mm. Ash Wednesday or whatever. Do you do any like, of the I traditional stuff? That. I was a Mardi Gras for Ash Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. How was Mardi Gras? Oh my God. Mardi Gras was amazing. I got stuck there. It was great. Yeah. I tried to let something go because they say, when you're in Mardi Gras, once you walk to the water at the end of the night, um, you think of what you want to leave behind you in 2017. I didn't know that Mardi Gras was something spiritual. I didn't either. I didn't care about Mardi Gras because I don't even like alcohol. It just turned me off. Yeah. I went there for a performance and I got stuck there and I saw a beautiful side of what Mardi Gras really is. I got to see the Mardi Gras Indians and walk to the bayou, to the water, to let what I want to leave behind me in that past year. And... That was beautiful. It was great to really figure out what Mardi Gras was and to um, be accepted by New Orleans because mm-hmm. New Orleans is very much an entity just like Austin. For um, sure. They're like related siblings that get along. So I feel like New Orleans was like, oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> and it was very good to me. It took me for a ride, but it was a really fun, good ride. And I always have a good time in New Orleans. So <sighs> yeah, you're preaching to the choir. That's... I feel like it'll either take you in or spit you out. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> that's New, true. Yeah, New Orleans gave me a lot of um uh a lot of good inspiration and also a lot of good information. Uh I learned a lot. So thank you New Orleans. Yeah. Do you want to talk about what you let go or would you rather not? Um so 
the past year and a half, um, I met somebody, um, and I don't really ever care about anyone. Like I'm never really attracted or want to be with anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried to leave that behind me, that person that I met, all the really bad feelings that I have tied to that relationship, all the trauma and depression and that very dark space. Um, I wanted to leave that behind me, but New Orleans said I couldn't leave that behind me because that's something I need to learn from and take to help protect the others behind me. So, yeah, I didn't get to leave anything there, but it was cool because it was like, all right, so now I know what I need to do with this information, with what I've gone through with that person. Yeah, gave you a little direction yeah. at the very least. Yeah. That's so, good. Yeah. Yeah, I hope to protect the others who cross paths um, in that same direction. Um, so, yeah, I think I thought Mardi Gras was just like a big fuck fest, like people just getting wasted. And yeah. it's way beyond that. Is it really? Yeah. I kind of thought it had, had the same. There's that going on, and it's ridiculous seeing those. <laughs> That's still there. Idiots, but <laughs> I was out doing the real Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah, you got to know where to go. You yeah. Know where to go. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, you said you did a performance out there. Uh, what was your first performance? like I guess like well your first time getting up on stage you said you started pretty early though um I guess as a kiddo what was your first oh oh yeah okay oh god how, how did I don't you feel? even really remember my first performance but the one that I can really remember yeah was what's in, your I guess most memorable or like um I was probably like 10 or 11 and I literally my brother-in-law Tim he was so cute he was um he had that, like, he would gel up the front, like, the, <laughs> he had the fade and would just, like, spike up the front. Like Chandler know. Bing, like, did yeah. it, did it push all this forward yeah. and then it looked like he ran into a wall. Yeah, kind of. so <laughs> my parents are all like, we need to go. We're, like, two and a half hours from where we need to go, the venue in New York City, because we lived 90 miles north of New York City. And this was a performance for our music school. Um, and my Aunt Sandy, the dance director, uh, Sandra Aldini of uh, LaGuardia High School. She was also, uh, she did voice tap um, and also acting lessons at our school. Um, she taught me the salsa to Ricky Martin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing the salsa in front of like, I think a thousand people, I don't know, somewhere wow. in New York City. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to look like my brother-in-law. So I cut my hair in the bathroom and I like made myself late to my own performance and my parents are always late too, but we finally got on the road and at some point the muffler like fell down and it was like oh. dragging on the highway. Really? <laughs> I barely made it to my performance. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> but let me tell you, all the Latina Hispanics, they loved it. I <laughs> did my own solo to Ricky Martin. Yeah. My first time doing the salsa and this mixed Sicilian boy, they would have thought that I was Hispanic. So. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It felt really good. Um, I was happy that my aunt taught me uh, a dance, and then I had my own solo to the Queensboro Institute of Music and Dance uh, recital. Um, so yeah, I'm happy that I got to do a performance for our Music and Dance Institute. Yeah, that's and, crazy. That's. I I think it's awesome that you're like you're able to kind of go out and get booked for these things like out of town and sort of tour with like your talent. That's pretty, that's a pretty yeah. cool thing to do. I hope to, I aspire to do the same thing one day, like be able to 
Thanks. It just started. I just started an Instagram account for me strictly as a dancer like a month ago. Yeah. Do you want to plug that Instagram account so people know where to find you? Sure. It's Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-X-O, like O-H-H, like oh. So Matthew X, (laughs) oh. (laughs) That's great. That's a clever name. I like that. Nice work. Did you come up with that? Yeah, I came up with that. I just can't figure out like a stage name and um, I'm not biblical or like religious, but I really do feel like a Matthew, like I'm here every day to send a message. Mm-hmm. I am a gift from God to send a message. And my message every day is you don't have to fit a mold. You don't have to have a pronoun, pronoun. You don't have to be a boy or a girl. You don't have to be queer. You don't have to be anything. You can just be yourself. And I hope that every single day that I'm here on this physical earth as I'm walking, that's my message I want to send to people when they look at me and they're like, so are you a boy or a girl? And I'm just like, bitch, it does not matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's what we all need to figure out and realize like it does not matter. You can be what you want to be. So do you get offended uh, if people use a certain term or I know that's kind of a big deal right now. I think it's so silly when people get offended with their pronouns. I think we're just trying to steer away from being negative and um, not making people feel good. And what you're doing when you're offended by a pronoun is negativity and not feeling good. So I think we need to be more understanding about how people are taught pronouns growing up and what we've created Mm -hmm. and just accept that like, Oh, okay, like this person slipped and called me a boy, but I want to be called a girl. Like, it really doesn't matter. Like, get over it. Sure. Like, just like, we're ourselves. Just be yourself. Be what you want to be. And if you want to be a boy or a girl, great. But I don't think we should ever fit a mold. And I think that people are just kind of missing the point. Sure, yeah. And I mean, that's why I'm here every day. So I can just kind of... <laughs> Show people that it does not matter. Just Agreed. be yourself. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. I I have a Southern background, so, like, I grew up all around people, like, opening door, like, there you go, sweetheart, come on in, you know? And now <laughs> nowadays, it's like, ooh, don't call that girl sweetheart. Uh, or yeah. uh, don't, you know, use a certain phrase. <laughs> and I feel bad sometimes because I... I don't want to be rude, but like, it's also like engraved in my memory of like, that's how from the day I was born, people were talking around me was labeling and like putting, you know, a he, she label on whatever. Uh, so it's, I'm kind of with you. Like, um, I don't want to be negative to anybody, uh, or, or use like negative pronouns. I, I, I like being positive, uh, and, and, and using that, I just don't want to offend anybody. Uh, and I feel like we're kind of living in a time now where, uh, people are highly offended. Um, so I like that. You're like, that, that doesn't matter. Like just, Seriously. let's just, yeah. And I feel <laughs> at like least you got the door for me or like, at least, uh, you were kind yeah. uh, or whatever. Uh, I think that that, that goes a long way to like the way that you use it. That's um, what it comes down to is just having a good intention and being a kind person for sure. 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 Cool. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, oh, I was going to ask you about, uh, are there any like health benefits to dancing all the time? Uh, good or bad? You're good, man. Um, are are there any health benefits to like dancing? Um, because I noticed that 
much like a goalie uh, for an ice hockey team, you're hard on your knees. Goodness gracious. <laughs> like that seems like, at least it gives like the appearance that uh, you're, you're rough on, on, uh, on your knees. Like there's, there's some hard, some tough landings that look like. That's why you got to find yourself a good daddy to put metal plates in your knees. <laughs> Did you really have to get metal, metal plates? Because no. goalies have to. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. But this bitch does not use knee pads. You just yeah. got to figure out what works for your body and really figure out your landing. And For sure. Um, yeah, like anything too much can be really hard on your body. Um, yeah, I imagine uh, the same thing for like a roofer that's always just like constantly, you know, you're, you're, whipping your body around like that's tough on your extremities yeah um, um my mom and dad are both massage therapists and my mom owned um she built a spa in the back of our house with like um the salt water flotarium device and a hot tub and uh saunas so um just my whole life i've always been um kind of uh my mom and dad have drug, drug me around to like Krupalu to like yoga festivals and like massage retreats. So I've really been, um, submerged into that whole cultural, like that culture of just like really taking your care of yourself with like massage and healing medicinally. Um, yeah, just being good to your body. Yeah. So, um, I really cue into how I feel. I do a lot of stretching and taking care of my body. Um, dancing formally in companies um, and doing like ballet or certain styles like Martha Graham or Alvin Ailey techniques um, just because it's something that's like known that everybody does that might not make it right for the human body or for your body so I really just try to listen to myself um, through body movements like meditation I like to kind of uh, listen to myself and go where my body takes me. Um, so I'm very in touch with how I feel and I just try not to overdo it. I try to be very good to myself. Um, I try to, um, with that said, like, um, not overdo that physical activity because I'm really good at it. I sure, yeah. am obsessed with riding my bike. I'll like ride my bike 11 miles to work in like cold rain and then take like three advanced classes of pole dancing and then ride my bike back home or like, I just, yeah, I overdo it sometimes, but also I try to listen to myself. So, yeah. um, there, there can be benefits. Like, um, right now I feel like I've hit puberty for the first time cause I've been pole dancing so much. Get out. I'm getting like pecs and muscles. Yeah. And- you're very, you've got a beautiful body. If uh, I, if thanks. I may compliment you. Yeah. You've got a great, uh, a, a great. You're sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've just always kind of looked like a little twink boy and, now I finally feel like I'm getting boobs and hitting puberty. <laughs> I finally got <laughs> boobs. That's... So, yeah, it's, I'm happy to not be lifting weights because I actually tried to lift weights for a little bit, just 10-pound dumbbells, um, just to kind of, like, really tone my body and get muscles for the wrong reasons, um, to portray a more masculine um, image. I, I was working out, and I hurt my shoulder last year, over a year ago. Mm-hmm. So I think it's all about your intention how you're working out too. And I did not have the right intentions and that left me with an injury yeah. and I was just using 10 pounds. That's yeah. It's it. still, still over. Yeah. And it's been over a year. Well, you're um, definitely throwing around a lot more than 10 pounds. Now you're using your own body weight. So yeah. That's... So I think that like pole is great for me. I never want to go to the gym. I never like, 
I like using different apparatuses, but also like the way I work out has to be fun. It has to be like in my lifestyle. Like I'm not going to make time out of my day to go work out. Like that's not how it works. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I'm glad if that works for you, but that does not work for me. I love dancing and I love sweating Yeah, and I can figure out how to do physical activity by living my life day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I didn't have a car for two years and just used a bike to get around that alone. Like definitely, um, I don't know, helped, uh, whenever I felt like having a cheeseburger or something like, (laughs) (laughs) um, it definitely helped, uh, keep me in shape, I guess. Um, I loved doing that by the way. I love not, not having a car. It was most of my friends think I don't have a car. Mm -hmm. And then when they do, they're like, Oh, can you pick me up? And it's like, bitch, (laughs) I, I, you don't see me. And now like, yeah, no, I barely want to, I don't use my car for a reason. Don't ask me for a damn ride. Okay, <laughs> everybody, all my friends listening, don't ask me for a ride. <laughs> Get on your damn bike. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, are there any benefits to being a male performer as opposed to like a female performer? Definitely. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I'm not just some other bitch in heels. I'm like, yeah, I'm some guy in heels on the pole looking Sh- like a Russian ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it helps me stand out. Yes. Um, which yeah. is good. Um, I mean, that's a benefit right there. I don't really have to do much except put on heels and look pretty. Yeah, I support that so, for sure. I mean, I don't want to say like that's like why I'm a good performer because it's not like I do my own thing and I love dancing. But also, yeah, like I'm a like a pretty feminine male in heels. But believe me, that does not get me anywhere. I've had people ask me, like, how does it feel having everything? And you know what? I think because people see that I'm a male Mm -hmm. and that I'm white and that I'm pretty, they automatically think, like, oh, he must have everything must come to him. No, because you're all thinking that and you guys are not trying to help me out (laughs) because you think that everybody's helping me out. Yeah. So I feel like it kind of just is not doesn't help me it actually makes it a little bit harder really the pretty girl that everybody loves to hate yeah (laughs) the kiss Mm -hmm. (laughs) hate uh, on it (laughs) um do you is it easier to dance in heels or is that more difficult like can you use that to your advantage um it's definitely way more difficult for sure but it's a whole different game i was never interested in heels i did not care about heels. I don't really care about makeup. I don't care about getting dressed up. I just am like all about like dance. Like it's sure. not about all that other stuff. I just want to dance. Like it's all I got. But um, yeah, like once I saw that putting heels on, on the pole, you move a whole different way. It opens you up to moving differently. There are different things that you can do with heels. So it's like adding another tool. Um, I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. All the girls were like, I was in a dance class, like not even like maybe seven months ago Mm -hmm. and all the girls had their heels on and they were doing this slutty choreography with heels and I couldn't do any of the stuff with just my feet. It like wasn't the same thing. And I was like, maybe I should get heels. And they were like, I can't believe you don't have heels already. Do it. It's just like, fine. So Shelbyana from Vamps Dance downtown. Shelbyana inspired me to get my Pleaser 8-inch boot heels. 
um, the black patent leather extreme <laughs> 1020s. Um, I got them and my life changed. Nice. Um, I will like literally <laughs> break a dick with those heels. <laughs> like my heels are bigger than most dicks. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. They're massive. And I will kick a boy's ass in them. <laughs> no problem doing that. <laughs> uh, you seem pretty comfortable in your own. Is there anything that uh, makes you feel uncomfortable? Um, like the there... police make me uncomfortable. Oh yeah. They make me feel uncomfortable as well. I'm actually more afraid of the police than like a crackhead bum. Going really? Down the street. Yeah. Oh man. Like I that's... said, I might as well be a black boy. Like I'm sorry, but a couple days ago I was tackled and arrested by police for no reason. So this is a perfect time to interview me. Yeah. Um, I stay on the southwest side of Austin because it's where the cops don't work. Because mm-hmm. I get harassed by the cops way too much. Really? Yeah. Um, most people don't understand, and I really don't expect y'all to. Said that earlier. Um, I think it takes being like super different and not fitting a mold to really understand. Um, it's not about being like black or white. Um, it's not about being obese or a woman. Uh, it's about being different. Sure. So when you're different and you don't fit a mold, there's something wrong. You're standing out and you're doing something probably not like you should be doing. So cops notice me a lot and they always harass me and question me. And Gosh, I got stuck in New Orleans. Thanks, Fiona, Sassy Miss Waxy. You got me stuck in New Orleans. <laughs> I uh, got back to my private bachelorette parties at the studio just in time. I was working from 8 a.m. to like 8 p.m. Supposed to get off at 7.45, but I had to race over to the North Door for the uh, Austin Drag International Benefit fundraiser i was doing a performance there so i dropped off the pole stage at the north door a little late the boys helped me bring it in on stage i went um they can't set up that stage without me so i was like wait y'all like i'm gonna go park my car i went and parked my car i um, paid for my parking meter got all my heels like my huge thigh high boot heels (laughs) and my my eight inch boot heels yeah two pairs of heels all these clothes um I had it in my hand and I was like walking to the north door and I'm going across the crosswalk and all of a sudden this huge police truck cuts off in front of me and I'm just like, whoa, they almost hit me. Yeah. So I'm like walking backwards back onto the curb and I'm just like, okay, they're going to go like they're in a hurry doing something like they just didn't notice. I'm like walking across the street. It's fine. And all of a sudden, from three different directions, I get tackled by the popo, telling me I'm under arrest. And uh, all of a sudden, my face is in the concrete. I'm on my stomach. I feel electrical shock around the handcuffs, super tight. My My shin is completely bruised. They got me just like so scared that I tensed up the left side of my body. I've just been a wreck. It's been like not even... 48 hours and just that huge intense what was the like reason? all of a sudden like i have no control and these people have me on the ground handcuffed in like two seconds like they could do whatever they wanted with me it was so easy for them to just like 
get me restrained and on the ground. And they were sure that I was this homeless guy with a dog that just broke into somebody's car. They were sure of it. And they were telling me to calm down because I'm asking them, what did I do? And I'm telling them I don't have a dog. And they're telling me to calm down. I have the right to... Y'all need to fucking calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all calm down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty aggressive. Yeah. And they still did not want to listen. They ripped my earring right out. Like, y'all broke my earring. I have this huge freaking bruise on my leg. Like, thanks, Austin police. Thank you. So um, I guess somebody outside of Brew and Brew hate that place. Y'all's coffee is way too expensive and so small. <laughs> Kiss my ass. So somebody reported me for breaking into my own car, and the cop in the alleyway jumped out and tackled me and the other cop in the truck. They all just assumed that I'm some homeless guy that they always see and just mistakes, mistaken me for some homeless guy. And that's not cool, even if you're a homeless guy. Like, yeah. no, like... Y'all could have totally been like, hey, what are you doing? Like, let us see your ID. Yeah. What's this? Like, all the heels in my hand. There's no way I could have pulled out a weapon. Like, yeah, y'all searched my stuff for a weapon. You ain't going to find nothing but weed. Yeah. God. It's like, (laughs) arrest me for that. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, Like, come on. Let's pay more taxes for that weed. Stupid idiot. But (laughs) it was totally fine because... I mean, the, they said that I'm lucky that people are looking out and that they're just follow, following procedure and the law. So, I mean, it's the law. They follow procedure, so it's completely right. Like, if geez. it's the law, I mean... Did they let you go at least? There's nothing wrong. Um, so, uh, one of the directors or, like, the stage crew, one of the beards rescued me. Nice. Thank you, whoever you are. And was like, <laughs> that's our performer. And yeah. then they started listening because... They weren't going to listen to shit I had to say. I don't know what would have happened if somebody didn't come running saying, this is our pole dancer. Like, I don't know where I would be today. Like, I've had bad experiences with police, and it's just bullshit. It's out of control. Man. I think it takes a specific type of person to be a police officer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's... I'm over it. Uh, yeah, that's bananas. I can't believe that uh, they would conduct themselves. In like I said, I might as well be black. Yeah. Um, well, a lighthearted question to back that one up. Uh, <laughs> um, have how? What's the number of poles that you've ripped out of a wall before? Oh <laughs> or a ceiling, I guess. Like, I love you, Carmen Electra, <laughs> but your pickaboo pole almost killed me. Like. <laughs> At really? least 20 times. <laughs> and then I went through my ceiling. Uh, Carmen Electra has a, a, bowl, a pole called the peekaboo pole. Yeah, that was like so <laughs> 10 years ago, though. It's like, uh. What happened? It's just like a really crappy like pole that like pushes into the ceiling, that tension rod thing. Uh-huh. It's uh, not enough, though, right? I mean, like even if there's like a... a like a two by four base right there, mm-hmm. like a, a stud. It's still gonna like crack the popcorn ceiling. Like yeah. That plaster stuff. Yeah. But um yeah, sometimes the tension would just like slip out <laughs> and just fall over. <laughs> <That's awful. laughs> One time I landed on my friend Tyler's lap and he caught me and it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's a, that's the perfect way to fall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, if you were to name five things that you needed to perform, what would they be? 
or do you think that you can name five things that you need? Oh my god. Well, I I would love to be carried out in one of those like you know how Indian goddesses have those beds that boys carry on either side? Uh-huh. Like the fabrication, like the chiffon. Yeah. I need some like leather daddies to carry me out. <laughs> yeah. Like freaking Princess Aladdin. Yeah, so four of those guys and then the the my little like <laughs> your little bed. Yeah, rickshaw bed type yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna perform that. I would love to do that. Also, I would really love to have like a performance with a whole bunch of like hunters, like in their hunting gear and their rifles, but like outside in the woods. Yeah. Like a whole bunch of camo and that'd be pretty rad. Dead deer and yeah. Yeah. It'd yeah. be trifling. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, well, Matthew, we're at the point uh, in the in the podcast where um, I'll ask you if you want to go over anything that we haven't quite gone over, um, or if you have a message out that you want to send out to everybody, uh, a public service announcement. And if not, we'll get right back into it. Um, I think one thing that I'd like to say is like y'all stop imitating each other with whatever art you're doing. Yeah. Do your own thing. Like I understand to be inspired by other artists but don't don't get lost in it sure um so with that said like that's my message do your own thing like whether you're drawing or taking pictures or a model or a drag artist like just do your own thing cool yeah i'm into that um do you want to play a game uh (laughs) Uh, so this is kind of like a lightning round where I just say, um, a word and then you tell me the first thing that pops in your head. There's not a right or wrong answer. It's just a fun thing to do. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so you, you don't have time to think about it. You have to just like, I say a thing. That's okay. I'm not have... good at thinking. <laughs> that makes two of us. I had to write all this down. Um, glitter. Bitches. <laughs> Sweat. Queen. <laughs> Cheese. Parmesan. <laughs> Star. Power. Red. Pink. That's that's good. <laughs> uh, and then in tradition of the podcast, uh, we always end with a poop story. Have you ever pooped your pants or know anybody that had like a horrific poop story? Oh my uh, God. Friend or family. When I was racing late to work across <laughs> First Street, uh-huh. I was like rushing on my horrible vintage bike that all the bike stores told me to get a new bike and throw that one out. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. yeah. It said obsession on it is my obsession. But anyways, I was riding my bike so hard late to work one morning and I thought I had to fart and then I just started <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and then it started raining and I just like felt the shit in my pants and like late to work and I just felt like everybody Driving by, I could see the shitty ass. Yeah. Well, I'm like power riding my bike like a hot ass tank like I am. Yeah, and there's then no I, hiding it. Like you have to stand up to pedal. So like it's ass yeah, in your face. Yeah, I thought everybody could see that poop. And then I finally got to work into the bathroom and it was like not bad at all. Yeah. Like, Yay, I didn't really shit myself that bad, but it felt crazy. <laughs> 
So I it always feels crazy. Yeah, yeah, I started myself when I was bike riding. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm not like any queen you've seen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll side with you on that. You're very unique in your style. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, you got the long hair, full beard. Um, <laughs> it's great, man. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. That's awesome. That's uh, awesome. Thanks. You use your hair a lot in your act, too. Kind of like whip it around and stuff. Yeah, I just recently was teaching... Um, leading up to Valentine's Day, a hairography and striptease workshop. So I do have a hairography curriculum. Nice. Um, yeah, if anybody's ever interested in dancing with me, um, I don't teach group classes. I only teach privates at Brass Ovaries, and sometimes I'll do some workshops. Um, but also, if you'd like to see something new, something original and fresh, not the same old shit, Feel free to find me, Matthew XO, to book me for any of your performances. Only paid. Yeah, is that um, is that where <laughs> only paid? I love that how you. I'm tired of doing the free stuff. <laughs> do you have uh, do you have anything that you want to plug other than that? I, th- I forgot to ask you, but I usually like to let my guests plug anything or or find any website where they can find you or anything like that. I guess you just did that. But um, any events coming up that you would like to plug? Um. No, not really. I'm not really supported that much. I don't have that many performances. Um, I'm doing the Butch Queen performance um, just because I'm going to get paid when I win it um, <laughs> at Cheer Up Charlie's during South By. So cool. thank you, Louisiana Purchase and Bulimian Rap City for inviting me. I appreciate y'all's support. Yeah. Love you too. Um, also, I should be doing an event for Justine's um, for South By, sponsored by Meow Wolf. Um, so look out for me there during South By at Justine's. And thank you, Corinne Laperfito, um, for inviting me to that. Um, and other than that, just find me on Instagram to just like see my pictures and what I'm about. But if you want to dance with me, text us at Brass Ovaries or um, call us or email us um, anytime. Awesome. That's amazing. Great. Well, uh, that's it for us. And play us out shitty ukulele. Yay. Thank you. Yeah, she called me a couple days ago. I was like, all right. You're going to pay me, girl. <laughs> yeah.